Well, is this good news or bad news? You will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. It would seem like good news, wouldn't it? Well, problem is, though, most people really don't know what freedom is. They get it wrong. Years ago, I got a call from a very devout religious sister. She was teaching eighth graders, and they were talking about freedom. And their view of freedom was license. Freedom is you do whatever you want. The end. And after a week of trying, she couldn't get through. Would, would I come and speak to her class? And I thought, I don't even like teaching college freshmen because they haven't reached the age of reason yet. What am I going to say to eighth graders? But I can't say no to sister, so I'll try. And I walk in, and in the front row are two young girls with eyeglasses. And I ask them, let me see your eyeglasses. They hand them over, and I said, they're mine now. They're mine. And uh, I know that you won't say that I stole them because then you'd be imposing your morality on me, which is inconsistent with your preferred definition of freedom. And I outweigh the both of you put together, so I know you're not going to take the glasses from me. And their jaws dropped. And I said, now, do you want to live in a world where that and worse will happen to you every day for the rest of your life? And they said, no. And I said, well, that's the world you bought when you chose that definition of freedom. And they said, then we want a different definition of freedom. Game, set, and match, society of Jesus. Freedom is a two-sided coin. There's freedom from and freedom for. Freedom from is negative freedom. We want freedom from illusion. We want freedom from lies and seduction and addiction and distortion. But why? What will we do with that freedom? Our freedom isn't just, well, don't get bored. No. Freedom for, the positive freedom is to be free to do what we ought. And what we ought to do is love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourselves. And we bring that love about, above all, by worthy worship. And from worship, we can go to witness and to works. There's a problem. The problem is sin. Sin darkens the intellect's ability to see the truth. And sin weakens the heart's ability to choose the truth. So we need real freedom, freedom for, freedom from sin, freedom for the truth. And we live in a world that absolutely, positively does not want the truth and doesn't want you to have the truth either. Our Lord says, you are trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. I read that and I can't help but think of recent horrifically tragic events in our country, especially in Tennessee. You are trying to kill me because my word has no room among you. God has spoken his word, his logos, his eternal word, his only begotten son, through whom all things were made. 
and his word and natural law, which requires no grace but just common sense, is inscribed in our heart. Do good, avoid evil. Men are men, women are women, men and women are made for each other. Children in the womb are children in the womb, just as much as they're children outside of the womb. Children need a mother and a father. This is not new, and this is not hard to figure out. And then in terms of grace, we're told that we can be lifted up out of sin, lifted out of our self-dug grave, go from being orphans and slaves and reprobates to sons and daughters and heirs of a great kingdom. Almighty God runs to us and says, you are worth my son. And his only begotten says, says, let me wash you clean in my own blood. And our response is, is this going to take long? Can I get back to you on that? What, oh, Dances with the Stars is on. Oh, there's my phone. And these are the people who claim to be Christians. Friends, we have some choices to make. Whose side are we on? There are only two. There's Christ and there's everything else. And everything else ultimately rebels against Christ because everything else hates the truth. We will not be left alone. We will not be allowed to mind our own business. We choose to take up our cross and follow Christ through the narrow gate where we don't enter heaven. Those are the only options. There's, there's nothing in the middle. There's no what else you got. There we are. Holy week is coming. Lent is almost over. Are we so sure that we've lived such a good Lent that we can kick back now? We must be transformed. We must be transformed in the image and likeness of the only begotten Son so that we can remain like Him, faithful unto death, to be so conformed to Him that when our Heavenly Father looks at us, He will see and love in us what he sees and loves in his only begotten Son. May God's holy name be praised now and forever.